0: whtt.org. And now, ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about the, what I've entitled here, the legacy of US-USG's serial wars, continuing death toll in Iraq. And we'll, we define this USUSG as United States unelected supra-government. And This relates what we're going to talk about to a U.N. article entitled Staggering Civilian Death Toll in Iraq. It's a U.N. report. Now, it has some interesting facts in it, but it doesn't really give you the whole picture. It talks about what's going on here recently in the past year or so in Iraq, and I'll just quote the first paragraph here. January 19, 2016, the United Nations report released today details the severe and extensive impact on civilians of the ongoing conflict in Iraq with at least 18,802 civilians killed and another 36,245 wounded between January 2014 and October 2015 while another 3.2 million people have been internally displaced due to violence. And one of the things they further on down here, quote, ISIL continued to subject women and children to sexual violence, particularly in the form of sexual slavery, referring to the UN report. And then it says, in a press release, the special representative of the UN Secretary General for Iraq, Jan Kubis, said, Quote, despite their steady losses to pro-government forces, the scourge of ISIL continues to kill Maine and displace Iraqi civilians in the thousands and to cause untold suffering, unquote. And, of course, what they're not talking about is the legacy that was left by the United States by our two wars on Iraq starting in 1991 under George Bush Herbert Walker Bush, and then continuing in the Clinton administration with the embargo, and there was bombing during that time frame in the 90s, and then, of course, again under George W. Bush, starting with the war in 2003, and so the legacy, of course, is we've created a civil war condition there, we've helped, and as in our other reports, we have in essence, created these enemies, including ISIL, through the actions and reactions of people to what the United States is doing. So we want to talk about this a little bit tonight and frame it also, why aren't the churches in America speaking and praying for the cessation of these kinds of activities that are being caused by the United States, through our actions, these serial wars that we're perpetrating all over the world, particularly on the Muslim countries for the last 25 years. Chuck,
1: I want to ask you on this UN article. It seems to lay all the blame of civilian death on the, uh, the ISIL or ISIS. There's no mention of any other nations causing civilian death in this UN article. So, That's true. Uh, so uh, any other sources that basically put our fingerprint on the on the civilian deaths in these countries? Yeah, I don't happen to have the stories in front of me, but there are numerous stories that talk about. Nobody's bashful about talking about the Russians bombing civilians in the process of trying to hit ISIL. And, of course, Russia has been criticized for bombing the moderate, so-called, quote, moderate opposition to the Assad family. In other words, we're not supposed to hit the moderate Turks, for instance, who are revolutionaries in Syria trying to eliminate the government. We're only supposed to hit ISIL. But in the process of bombing, whoever they're bombing, there have been stories about Great Britain hitting civilians. I haven't heard about them doing any more bombing. I think they did a sort of a token thing that lasted a couple days, and they went away, as they usually do. Russia and the U.S. has been the subject of criticism for hitting civilians. I don't have the stories in front of me, but if you search, you'll find them. We're talking about Iraq now. There has also been uh, recent stories about Iraqis killed by U.S. bombing in Iraq. And these bombings, as you may remember, we thought we were out of Iraq, but we're not quite out. There's also uh, mercenaries working in Iraq who've never been taken out. And so we really don't know what's going on there. But there's been a there was a recent story about a number of people who were actually bombed in Iraq by U.S. Air Force trying to hit ISIL. A similar story recently was about the massive deaths by U.S. bombings in Syria, and the, the numbers were well publicized and very substantial by people who were there who counted. In addition to the direct bombing that's going on. The situation in Iraq really resulted from the way the United States ended the engagement there, supposedly ended it, and then replaced itself with a government of Iraqis. But in doing so, they excluded everybody who had worked for the Ba'ath Party. And that included all the Saddam Hussein military people. So you had this enormous number of military people who were out of a job. They were just left out of the government. They also left out all of the, or almost all, of the Sunni Muslims. Now, the Ba'ath Party was made up primarily of Sunni Muslims, and they were the favorites of Saddam Hussein, and that made him unpopular with the Shiites. So when the U.S. came in, they simply switched the roles and loaded the government with Shiite Muslims, leading the military out of it, and leaving one by far the largest of the organizations out. So it would be similar to uh, if someone came into the United States, took over the government, and uh, replaced all Protestants with Catholics. It would then create a, an enormous rift between Protestants and Catholics. And by the way, we've had Muslim friends who have jokingly said that the Shia and Sunni the rift is similar to the Protestants and the Catholics, the Shiites being sort of the rough equivalent of the Catholics of Islam. But so this civil war has been created probably intentionally by putting together an unjust government that was totally racist or at least religiously oriented and uh, purposely eliminated a lot of the military. Naturally, Many of these military people from Iraq disaffected, and some of them ended up in the ISIL camp. And it's said that a good number of the ISIL operatives and leaders, especially the military leaders in Iraq, are former Ba'ath Party military people from the Saddam Hussein government. So we've created our own civil war in our own tracks as we left. And uh, this has been a pattern of divide and conquer that's been part of the whole idea of regime change. We don't have to kill everybody. The U.S. goes in, creates havoc, kills a lot of people, overthrows the government, puts in a government that's doomed to fail, and then arms it. And uh, look what happens in Iraq. The uh, result of U.S. bombings, however, are far flung. And I did a a fun little uh, research project today. I put into a Google search, U.S. bombs civilian, and then I would plug in other nouns, starting with Iraq, Afghanistan, Iran, Syria, and Libya. And the only place where I didn't get page after page of U.S. bombings of civilians in those countries was uh, Iran. I also put in uh, Somalia and a couple others, and bombings popped up there. There was even one in Sudan, one incident, but we have never even heard about bombings in Sudan. So the U.S. has, has had this ongoing policy of uh, regime change in the Middle East, and everybody knows about it, everybody talks about it, the Internet's full of it, but no one does anything about it, and the only place it isn't discussed is in the
0: halls of Congress. And in our media, really. And in our media, yes, Tom, absolutely.
1: It's all over the Internet media. Try it yourself do some random searches for bombings and genocide and so on and so forth, attached to the U.S. and in various countries, you'd be surprised what you find, how many stories there have been. Many of them are credible, some of them aren't. Obviously, some of these stories are going to be slanted, biased, outright lies, and we all know that those things happen. But the sheer weight of the stories that you read directly tied to the U.S. is, is really staggering to look at.
0: Well, you know, Chuck, in the case of Iran, we haven't bombed anything, I think, recently. But back in the 80s, during Saddam Hussein's war against Iran, where the U.S. was backing, training Saddam Hussein, the U.S. Air Force actually shot down an Iranian civilian plane that resulted in the death of, I think, about 270-some people on that plane that were, were killed. So we have a, a long string habit of these kinds of civilian killings. Yes, we haven't bombed any Chinese lately. We haven't bombed any Russians.
1: We haven't bombed any North Koreans I don't, that I know of, that I, not that I've heard of. But we've created incidents in other places, too, and, uh, that are in the Far East. And then, of course, there's all the sanction programs that are leveled against those countries we haven't bombed yet.
0: Of course, ladies and gentlemen, the bottom line is all this kind of activity helps perpetuate the military-industrial complex and keeps the military manufacturers humming, manufacturing products to supply one and all. That's why we invented this term, the U.S.
1: unelected supra from the Latin term supra, meaning above, government, U.S. USG. And uh, we're going to continue using that because we don't want to say the United States government is doing this. That that, that suggests that Obama's doing it or that uh, uh, some congressman is directly involved in doing it. They're not doing anything to stop it. But we do have a supra-unelected government that we all know about. And uh, I just heard tonight uh, somebody from, from a big news media pointing out, this is uh, CBS, I guess, then only 11% of the American people trust the Congress. The other 89% think Congress is not doing anything. So this is the situation we're in. People sense it and feel it. Painfully, however, our churches say little or nothing. I sent our Christmas letter out to uh, 20 members of my own church after Christmas with a little note saying, this is a belated little thing I wanted to let you know since I know you, what we sent out to our readers uh, in our organization. And only one of the 20 has answered me and thanked me. Yeah, the other 19 have been cold, dead silent, not a word. So I guess I'm still a member, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens when I, next time I go. Would the Supra government be the same as the shadow government, as we called it uh, years back? Yeah, you could use shadow government, too. I like the the Latin supra meaning because it isn't uh, super like Superman, but it's supra meaning above or over the top, over. And you might point out that this military machine has been going on since World War II at least, and they've been perpetuating themselves ever since. Yes, unfortunately. And, of course, as we do believe, and and I think our faith leads us to, to feel this way, The answers are the churches, the ever-silent, incredibly silent churches. And I did another little computer study. It wasn't as uh, successful because most of the churches that I looked up didn't have search engines on their uh, webpage. A lot of them don't. But I searched Prayer for Peace in some of the big churches I could find that had search engines. And some of them returned nothing, cut back nothing when you searched their website for Prayer for Peace. So... This was our Christmas letter. Churches should be praying for peace, and unfortunately they're not. And if we took all the time to really search, we'd find out that very few, at least very few of the evangelical churches do pray for peace.
0: Well, I think that's just because it's kind of a political thing. I know in my own church there was a big, they had a prayer thing a couple years ago going on weekly for the troops. And so uh, you can pray for the troops, that's kind of politically correct, but praying for peace may ruffle the feathers of the, the warmongers amongst the evangelicals. The war
1: fathers, <laughs> the fathers <laughs> of the soldiers, yeah. yeah. So maybe you could uh, pray that for the soldiers and also that they would be have the good fortune as not have to have to kill
0: anyone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We want to use might and not uh, negotiation. You look at this recent incident where U.S. Navy boats wandered, we don't know if it was by accident or by plan onto Farsi Island controlled by the Iranians and a very sensitive uh, military base there, and much was made out of this that they captured our men. We could think, what would happen if the Iranians came into our waters? There'd be righteous indignation all over the place, wanting the heads. Well, we were in the wrong, and people still were angry at the audacity of these Iranians taking Americans and holding them for, wasn't even 24 hours.
1: Without a vision, the people perish, and we don't have a vision of peace, that's just a, a nebulous uh, concept, apparently, and Jesus is the Prince of Peace, but we have no concept of what peace really
0: is. Absolutely. You know? Very well said, Leslie. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcasts. And be sure to visit our website, WHTT.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at WHTT.org, you can watch for free our award winning documentary film, Christian Zionism The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people start small. Think big and press on towards the straight gate.